Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan show. Ireland's classic hits. You heard Leo Raga there condemning people who set fire to the tents in Sandwith Road, uh, just above Pierce Street over the weekend. And these were homeless migrants who are now taken to tents on the streets. And as you've seen them all over Dublin, and I'm not too sure if they're in Cork, Limerick and Galway as well, but they possibly are. Um, and this is a very common sight now. And I did say on Thursday, the start of the show, when I saw the violence that was happening in Pierce Street, and an immigrant took a bar from the rail and started swinging it at the locals who were protesting in the area. The locals then, you know, started to beat him up. And I said, you know, I kind of felt for everybody involved in that. I felt for the immigrant. I felt for the locals. I felt for them all because they didn't ask to be put in the situation they're now being put in. What's causing this is bad government policy. That doesn't excuse violent behaviour, by the way, by immigrants or by locals or burning down tents. But Minister Rodrigo Gorman confirmed that he and the Justice Minister Simon Harris will meet with Garda management this week after a fire, as he said, was set in the campsite for asylum seekers. Integration Minister Rodrigo Gorman confirmed that several hundred beds will suddenly come on stream to accommodate some nearly 500 asylum seekers sleeping in the street. They're now also suggesting flotillas, which is what they're doing in the UK, which are basically barges or old cruise ships type things off the coast you know, kind of just, you know, parked at Dublin Dock or whatever it is, you know, that could have four or five hundred rooms. And the Green Party TD also vowed that he would, or he and the Justice Minister Simon Harris will meet with uh, Garda management this week following violent scenes at the makeshift campsite. A fire was set in Sandwood Street on Friday evening with beds and belongings of asylum seekers badly damaged and burnt. Uh, the incident was widely condemned by government and opposition. I actually watched the protests. Some clown was... Um, streaming it live on Twitter the other night. For most of it, it was quite peaceful, actually. There was people on both sides. And what I found out, by the way, were those who were on the side of the immigrants. I'm not saying you shouldn't be on the side of the immigrants, but they were on the side of the immigrants. And on numerous times, they were asked, are you keeping any of them in your house? And there was no answer. And they all kind of have, they're all the same ilk, aren't they? You know, the kind of, the liberal left. They're all, you know, kind of purple-haired, studenty types, who just don't have any responsibilities. And then I suppose people will argue those on the other side are all kind of right-wing and militant and violent, but I don't believe that. And I don't believe referring to people as right-wing just because they object to a government policy around immigration. I don't believe they're right-wing either. I believe they can be concerned citizens. There are clearly some that are extreme right-wing and violent, and they need to be condemned because that's not the way we sort things out. Several hundred beds will be brought on stream this week, according to the Minister, and he explained the accommodation is under real pressure right now. As long as people are being left unaccommodated, it's not working as it should. Well, it hasn't been working as it should for months now. We're responding to an unprecedented situation where we're, we're accommodating 84,000 people now between Ukrainian displaced persons and international protection applicants. As we know, at the start of the year, we were accommodating 8,500 people, irrespective of how robust the system is. Um, when you have a, that kind of increase, you're going to put a strain on it. Of course you are, unless you're stupid and think otherwise. Uh, he didn't say that. I just said that, by the way. Uh, we're accommodating people in hotels and former barracks and refurbished offices. And he said, over the next week, and I'm reading this in the Irish Daily Mirror, by the way, over the next week, we'll be in a position to make a significant amount of office, offers of accommodation to people who up to this point have been unaccommodated. As in from the start of this weekend, there were just 480 people who weren't uh, able to, or we weren't able to offer accommodation to. That's 480 people out on the street, by the way. 
We will be able to make this, of course, over the week and offers to a significant number of this group. Where are they finding these places for them to live? Anyway, he went on to say, obviously people have a right to disagree, Simon Harris said, uh, with the government policy. People have a right to protest, but they don't have a right to intimidate people. They don't have a right to commit acts of violence. And he's right. We should all condemn acts of violence, by the way. Simon Harris said last month, groups gathering in the streets calling for the removal of migrants from the Republic, shouting, get them out, were not protesters. They were more akin to an intimidating mob. Well, uh, I think people just join in, don't they, at a protest? When they mean get them out, they just mean get them out of their area. Because isn't it funny, really? Like, you won't see them in, you know, Donnybrook or Black Rock or Kalini or, you know what I mean? They're not going to put them there because that's just not going to happen because their politicians' buddies would be very upset. But it's easy enough to lash them into, you know, Finglas or Ballymun or Pierce Street or whatever it happens to be it's easy enough just to throw them in or East Wall whatever it is it's easy enough there because the locals have just put up with it Simon Harris last month said groups gathering in the streets calling for the removal of migrants uh, was unacceptable it irks when it's called protest because some of what I've seen has been thuggish mobbish intimidatory behaviour when you're standing outside someone's home or shelter, including those of children, and shouting, get them out. There was no children. I, I did see the, the tents, by the way. There, were, there, there wasn't any children in them. They were all young men. Anyway, uh, and worse, that's not protest in my view. I don't think it's protest in the view of any decent persons of sound mind. Anyway, the point is, and what I was going to ask is, many politicians are comparing what's happening in Ireland and the plight of the asylum seeker which has risen drastically over the last four or five years. 20,000 people now roughly in direct provision in Ireland. I remember we kind of, we were aghast that there was 5,000 at one stage and we were running out of space. There's now 20,000 just in direct provision alone. That's not including Ukrainian people, by the way. Um, And of course, people who are fleeing war are quite welcome here. and, And I think everybody would agree with that. But many politicians have compared the plight of asylum seekers with the Irish going to America many years ago. Are they right? Is it the same as the Irish going to America many years ago? I don't know whether you can make a comparison. If it's a fair comparison, maybe you can. Uh, the number is 87 8 That's 87 Is that a fair comparison? The asylum seekers coming to Ireland is the same as the Irish, you know, abandoning Ireland and going to America many moons ago, you know, to sow their seeds and bring back money for their families. Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. Let me go to Margaret. Margaret, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids Radio. How are you doing, Margaret? How are you, Niall? Good. You're fuzzy tonight, Niall. I'm fuzzy. Yeah. You're too... You obviously have the volume up too high. Oh, oh, thanks very much, Margaret. I appreciate you telling me that. (laughs) I'll tell you what, Margaret. I'll lower it down for you. All right. What you say? <laughs> I said I lower it down for you, uh, Margaret. Just know, what's it? What's the point you want to make? Go ahead. What's the point you want to make? Now the point I'm making now is what happened at the weekend is disgusting. It Absolutely. is. Absolutely, nobody in their sound mind could condone that type of behaviour. No. Now, in saying that. The country can only take a certain amount of people. I know we're signed up to, to whatever we're signed up to now. Well, we're part of the okay. European Union, yeah. Yeah, the EU, yeah. And that's fine. We have over 90,000 Ukrainian people in the country. Yeah. And then we have the asylum seekers, which is whatever amount of thousands of them. And they're still coming in. Mm-hmm. And 
all these people cannot be catered to. No, they can't. Now, clearly. said last week in the doll, I can't remember what it was, Tuesday last week or Wednesday, he was standing up in the doll and he made it quite clear that we cannot be taking any more people into the country. We have nowhere for them to live. There's no room at the he inn. Yeah. He said it himself. Yeah, but, but, okay. they're, yeah, but they're still doing it. They're still taking them in. So what's that say to you? They have to tell the European Parliament we cannot take any more people in. We have all these people that are living on the street. Irish people can get a home. People that are native to the country. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now? Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, I know, but do, do you know there's people out there, Margaret? Margaret, listen to me. When you say Irish people can't get a home, people who are native to the country, there's people out there who jump up and down when people say that and say, she's a racist. Imagine saying that. I know I don't, I'm not saying that to you, Margaret. I'm just saying there are people who would say that. No, I'm not racist. I know you're not, Margaret. I know you're not. And what I'm saying is, for any person listening to me tonight, I am not a racist as far as I'm concerned that everybody has a right to live and let live. And a person has a right to come and live in this country and earn a living and behave themselves in the country. They're only a guest in the country. Yeah. That's all they are. Well, well, they, they, well, well, they'll argue they're coming here to be citizens, but go on, yeah, go on. But even when they become citizens of Ireland, they still have to respect the country because if you decided tomorrow morning, Niall, with your wife, that you are going to live in Dubai, right? Yeah. You have to respect the laws. Absolutely. Oh, you'll be in jail if you don't. Yeah. You, you'd be thrown out your ear. Oh, you would. And if you want to go to America or Australia or New Zealand or any other country in the world, you must respect the law of that country. Yeah. And what's happening in this country, Niall, is that there are people coming in and they're more than welcome. Yeah. And they need to place... Well, it depends on who they are. Some of them are, some of them are more than welcome. Some of them are not. Yeah. Some of them are chancers. Yeah. The thing is that if you go to Dubai or you go to Australia, New Zealand, Canada, wherever you, any of those countries, you are vetted. But you, you, but you, but you have heard, obviously. Now, leaving aside Ukrainian refugees, uh, people seeking international protection or asylum. You know, the report, I think it was in the Irish Times recently, or the Sunday Business Post, I can't remember which one it was, suggested that 85% of them don't even have a passport getting off the plane. Yeah, but you know, Niall... So how can, know, how can you vet people when they don't even have identification? It's very hard to do Niall, that, isn't it? I, I'm, I'm assuming they're trying their best. What? Is that if you remember going back to the protest, do you remember the protest, Niall, mm. on uh, Grafton Street? Yes. Remember that? Which, no, which, which, pro, which protest was that? Huh? Which, which protest are you ta- which protest are you talking about, Margaret? The protest on the fella for the 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 um Halloween rocket at the police. Oh, during COVID, the- during COVID, yes, yeah. Yes, during the COVID, there were protests about the COVID. Then it was all you know wrong and yeah, the lockdowns know, were wrong and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And you remember the fella that was doing the speaking up the top of Grafton Street? He was a, a, a guy that came in from the UK, living down in Cork. He was an individual guy who was against people coming from any other country. He lived in he lived in the UK. And Ireland is doing far better than the UK. We are looking after the people here. And they get very well. Are we, re- are we really looking after them? I mean, they're in cabins, some of them, and the rest of them are out in the streets. I mean, are we really looking after them? No, no, hold on a minute now, Niall. Or hotel rooms. were told in England that they would be looked after for six months. Fair and enough. after six months, mm. they have to find their own way. Well, well, that's well, that's fair. Well, hang on. With the greatest respect, Margaret, that's fair enough. So look after somebody for six months, but then after six months, you know, you have to go get a job or you have to sign on the dole like anybody else. That's that's. I think that's reasonably acceptable. But, but well, I mean, we can't look after people financially forever. But but you see, there's not enough houses. This is the problem. And the only, but every, the yeah, but, but hang on now, Margaret, with respect, I, and, I, and I, I want to be fair to, to everybody in this conversation, right? When you say there's not enough houses, there's not enough houses for everybody. Don't mind people coming into the country, you know, people who lived here and were born here. There's not enough houses for them either. So everybody, unfortunately, is fighting for the one piece of bread. Do you understand what I'm saying? But, Niall, what I'm saying is... Not take everybody in from from all over the bloody world. Mm. You know, this is the problem. We can't be taking people in from Sudan, you wherever they're coming from. Yeah, I, I mean, I've no, I've no issue with people coming to Ireland to seek protection. You know, if they're coming from a country where there's a war or their life is genuinely in danger, because of course that is the rules of the Geneva Convention, and we're obliged to do that. I've no issue with that. We should roll out the red carpet and help them as much as we can. But unfortunately. That's not the case. Many of them are seeking international protection, but many of them are just chancers that are economic migrants. Can I ask you a question? Mm, now, you yeah. might be in Kansas and you may not be. How are the people from Sudan or Iran or Iraq or wherever they're coming from getting to Ireland? How do you actually get them into the country? Well, I, assume, I, 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 I assume they travel across Europe, yeah. Yeah, so... This is not the first port of call. The first safe why country, yeah. Why mm. aren't they staying in mainland Europe? Because a, a lot of I them, mean, okay, some of them, not all of them, but a lot of them would have stopped in other countries but had their asylum process rejected. So then they leave there. Say, for example, a lot of the, the international protection uh, asylum seekers you're seeing in Ireland were previously in the United Kingdom, and also there was a story again in the newspaper about that recently, that the reason we're seeing so many now is because Britain have got tough and are basically booting them all out and sending people to Rwanda, that many people who were refused asylum in Britain are now coming to Ireland to try and get asylum here. Yeah, either, that go to, either that or go to Rwanda, one or the other. I know where my money's going to be. Some of them are coming in through Northern Ireland. Yeah, oh yeah, I, I, I imagine so, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. on the boat. And then they're getting the train down. Yeah. Or they're getting a bus down from Belfast into Dublin. Yep. Some of them are coming in at uh, Dunleary. Some of them are coming in from... Well, well, yeah, but they're coming in all different angles and all different ways, of course. People will find a way. Some of them are coming in from Westwood. Yeah. Okay. 
And so is it, Margaret, the point is, I mean, I know people are upset and I know people are protesting and people have a right to protest as long as they're not violent and don't condone violence. But but do you believe this, we've got to a point now where the government need to say, stop? I, I believe that our government has to say that we have X amount from Ukraine and we have X amount from asylum seekers and we have X amount living in tents on the streets and the people are up in arms and they're angry and we have nowhere to put them. Okay, we'll, we'll, stay, we'll stay there for a second. Let me go to Ross as well. Stay, Margaret, save me for a second. Okay, yeah. Ross, you're on Ireland's Classic It's Radio. How are you doing, Ross? Hi, Niles. Hi, Margaret. Okay, go ahead, Ross. Um, yeah, the, come here. The, the government now, Leo and Roderick. Roderick put out a tweet to how many countries all over the world come to Ireland during covid Mm. At kind of at the end of COVID. Yeah, there was a tweet in a few uh, different languages or something, wasn't there? Yeah. Languages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, <laughs> he's inviting all these people in. Well, he's now, not personally inviting them in. I mean, look, many of them are coming here anyway. I mean, you can't just blame them all on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well you could blame yeah. them on Irish hospitality, I suppose. You know what I mean? The fact that, I mean, word gets around. If you're coming from a country to Ireland and you're being put up in a hotel, for example, up, well, in the earlier point of this where there was accommodation, you're, you're probably going to be in touch with your mates back in whatever country it is and say, listen, lads, you know, come to Ireland. I was in England already. Didn't have much luck there. But I'm in Ireland now. I'm living in a hotel. It's grand for the moment, you know. So, yeah, word gets out. Jump, jump, on, jump on the gravy train. But the um, now, as regards these tents being set on fire, like Niall, unless you've been living under a rock for the last twenty years, homeless people have had their tents set on fire but long before. That doesn't make it right. That doesn't make it right. No, I'm not, I'm not saying it makes it right, but now it's a big publicity thing. It was never. Ah no no. We, yeah, but I mean no. But I remember there was a lad's tent set on fire down at the canal there one day, going back about two or three years ago. Thankfully, actually, the fellow was in it at the time, and thankfully he was okay. But I remember they set his tent on fire. I remember Dublin City Council got a bulldozer once and bulldozed a few tents. Do you remember that? And there was murder over it. Was like we were talking about it. It was all over the radio. It was everywhere. I mean, you don't set the tents on fire if you want to protest. Protest, but you don't set their tents on fire. What's that all about? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said, I'm not condoning it. I'm glad you're not. People are getting, people are getting frustrated. Like, if me or you wanted to go abroad, we need our passport. Mm. They're, how are they getting on a plane with no passport? And how are they getting off the plane? Well, they're, no, well, they're, well, they're not getting on the plane with no passport. They've established that. They get on the plane usually with a passport because otherwise they wouldn't be able to get on in the first place. They're disposing of the passport on the plane. Well, Probably sure, down the jacks. Yeah, good luck. Send them back. There's no room in Ireland anyway, and there's a perfect excuse for them to send them back. And, and you know what? A lot of people would a lot of people would agree with you, Ross. But here's the thing, right? There are some genuine cases amongst those who might be chancing their arms, amongst those who are economic migrants. There are those who are genuinely fleeing from persecution, who are genuinely fleeing from a country where their life is genuinely in danger if they go back. So there are some genuine cases. Have you no humanitarian bone in your body? Uh, I do, of course. I do, of course. And to be honest with you, we have absolutely no troublemaker. I'm, I'm from Watford, and we have absolutely no troublemaker refugees down here. And 
they all are genuine down here and they're all families. Mm-hmm. Um, there's none of these, you know, these men aged between 20 and 30. Mm-hmm. There's none of these. None of these. Um, there's no troublemakers and there's been very little bother down in Waterford. And it must be all up in Dublin. But there, there are the genuine ones there. But it started with genuine Ukrainians coming in. Next thing then, there's there's plenty of video evidence. Three and four buses pulling up and nothing, only young men getting off it. Mm. Getting off them. And they're not Ukrainian. That, and they're not Ukrainian, yes, I've seen They're not Ukrainians. No, 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 no. Of course I have a moral bone in my body. You know what I mean? Uh, but like, all these, all these, um, these young men, like, and you're saying there as well that genuine people, okay, if these economic migrants are so genuine, why are they disposing of their passports on the plane if they're genuine? Because they, because they know if they use their passports to get in, they won't get asylum. They won't be allowed to stay. Whereas if they claim they're from, see, they may be claiming for they're from one country and they're actually from somewhere else. You know what I mean? If you, yeah, if you come into Ireland and claim you're from the Ukraine or claim you're from Syria, well, then you have a better chance of not being booted out. But if you come into the Ukraine or into Ireland claiming you're from Algeria or, or Sudan or Nigeria, you know, you, you most likely are going to be, have, you won't have the same opportunity because there's no war there. But, yeah, that's the thing you see, but there unless you have a passport good luck okay. there's no point in coming on and calling people and I don't agree with the term far right and far left that's political term that's for that's for political parties and government far right and far left I hear that being used way too much by the likes of Roger Gorman and Leo. Well I, well, I, I would agree with you there's two different views and viewpoints in relation to immigration and one of them one of them is suggested to be negative and one is positive. And no matter what the negativity, it's always far right. Yeah, no, I, no, I get that. So, well, stay there for a second. Let me go. To, uh, well, hang on. Hang on, Ross. Let me go to Patrick. Patrick, you're in Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. How are you doing, Patrick? Greetings, all fellow patriots. Jesus. You know where we're going here. Go ahead, Patrick. Well, Niall, uh, first of all, let's uh, expel a few myths. As regards people coming in, it's very evident why people are coming in or destroying accidentally on purpose, losing their documents. Because if you, as you just cited, a lot of these countries are not war-torn. Hence, their, their cases will be thrown out. Now, also, Niall, it's not beyond the wit of man. Now, Simon Harris alluded to this a few weeks ago, but I wouldn't believe the Hail Mary out of him either. But he said a certain guardy were going to be assigned to go to the airport of where these people boarded the plane, quite simple, Nile, to ascertain where they're from. And it's quite obvious that the documentation, where, whether, whether they left Brussels, Germany, Timbuktu, the record is there. Whether well, they, well, they, whether they, they have to, uh, just to establish for people, they must have documents to get in the plane because if they don't, the airline can be fined. Yeah. Correct. So, look, they probably make the excuse they haven't got the manpower. They said they were going to do it. They have no intention of doing it, Niall. Now, what, what this is actually, what is happening in this country is a state-sponsored invasion. Oh, please, Patrick. It's not an invasion. What are you talking about, an invasion? What else, what else would you call it? And Mr. Simon Cole... I, 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 I do call it people genuinely looking for help and support, and I do call it people who are chancing their arm to try because they're economic migrants. Niall, not you, you want to word it whatever way you want to word it, but that's not the way I want to word it. Padre, can I ask you a question? Yeah, far away. What happened in Pear Street over the weekend? 
do you condemn that? Do you condemn it? Do you condemn it? Well, you know something. I didn't ask. I don't. No, don't answer me question with another question. I will answer the question, but that was instigated by the migrants. That uh, uh, the guy picked up an iron bar and threatened the locals. Well, that's not insult. No, no. And by the way, by the way, but hold on. I did. No, one hang on. I did mention that at the start of the show. Don't be insulting my intelligence or the Irish people's intelligence just because you want to save your job. No, hold on, Patrick. No, hang on. I mentioned at the very start of the show that the incident in particular started with the migrant swinging the iron bar, right? Now, although it could be argued that he was intimidated by the protesters that were there in the first place. Either way, it shouldn't have happened, right? He shouldn't have swung an iron bar. And by the way, he got a hiding, all right, for doing that. But what I say, what I said also at the start of the show, Patrick, I feel sorry for everybody in this situation because the migrant, the protesters who live there locally, they've been put into this situation by bad government policy. They're all put in this situation. We're all human beings. At the end of the day, like you said earlier, they're not being put into the leafy areas like Blackrock, Kalini, where the politicians and the lawyers and the so-called elite of this country are living. Why? Because it would it would affect the the prices of the real estate. Let's get real. What they don't give a damn about the working class. The the, the working class people are deemed to be expendable. Uh, it's an absolute disgrace what's going on in this country. And as regards the project. The, I'm going to play my ace card now, Niall. We are going to be the Irish people a minority by 2060. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know if your calculation is correct. When you say Irish people, what you, what you're suggesting to me is indigenous Irish people. You're not because let's be clear about it. Many people who are coming to this country are going to stay here, get citizenship, and then they will be Irish. Niall. We are in big trouble here. We are a tiny Patrick, country. Well, hang on, Patrick. You know what? Well, listen, like you, but hang on. I want, I want to say something. I'm going to agree with you to some degree, right? Like you and like many people in Ireland who are a little bit older, maybe we're a bit more conservative, we find it very sad to see Irish culture changing. But here's the thing, Patrick, that I have to resign myself to at 59 years of age, is that that's the evolution of a society. And there's nothing I can do about it. There's nothing you can do about it. So let's, if it's going to happen, let's make sure the transition is good, it's safe for everybody, and it works well. Now, what's happening at the moment, I won't disagree with you, is a mess. We've we've had this conversation several times. Multiculturalism cannot be reversed. It's irreversible. Any, any half knows that. I, I, I understood, but there, there are some examples around the world. I know there's a lot of examples where it doesn't work because different cultures find it difficult to get on with each other, and I accept that. But there are examples around the world where multiculturalism has worked where? to some degree. Where? But it's not, I mean, if you go to England, for example, right? Well, hang on, let me just finish what I'm going to say. There are parts of England where it hasn't worked, but there are also parts of England where multiculturalism has worked. You can cut me off any day of the week. I don't care. I'm not cutting you off. I don't couldn't care less. Unless you say I'll something mad racist. Good night. Good night. Oh, jeez, he's gone. Is he? Now, by the way, Ross, can I just establish? I didn't cut him off. He hung up. All right. Uh, Kathleen. Yeah, give him the benefit. Uh-huh. I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. Kathleen, you're in Ireland's Classic Gets Radio. How are you doing, Kathleen? Hello now. Oh, my God. man. I swear, I haven't heard from him in ages. Parrot, Parrot. Padre, yeah, greetings, Padre, fellow patriots, oh as he calls days. them. But he has 
Yeah, the phone the, the phone line's not very good for now, but yeah. I'll just um, I'll send a, a text in. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I basically sent uh, a text in to say that why were the numbers not capped? Well, uh, I think I think everybody would agree into with that. The country because honestly, you know, I've been over here over twenty about twenty five years now, and. It changes, you know, now. But, but Kathleen, that's a bit hypocritical. I'm, so, I'm not having a go, right? It's a bit hypocritical. You are an immigrant. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. So, yeah, so, yeah, fair yeah. enough. So why would you object to other immigrants coming to the country when you're an immigrant yourself, to some degree? Because when I came here, you know, I, w- I was working when I came I wasn't claiming any social welfare. Or well, a lot of people who come here for international protection are not allowed to work. <clears throat> okay. Until they get a PPS number. You just happen to come from the UK, and we have an agreement yeah. with the UK that you can get a PPS number here. Yeah, that's yeah. correct. That's the now. difference, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's yeah, that's, that's you're, you're dead right, yeah. I know. Mm. And I don't think people mind English, a lot of English people in Ireland, didn't they? But I don't think... No, probably not. You know, they might, people don't mind that. Yeah. But, I, but you know, I, 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 my concern is that the country can't cope. You see it around the place now. The country can't cope with what they have. The people sleeping rough on the streets, migrants, people that, yeah. you know, maybe can't get a home. I, I know people that have children, they can't get a council place or anything because they, they, they don't have any. And, uh, you know, the 12,000 people that are homeless here in the country, it's not improving in any way, shape or form. So it seems to be very um, very unjust, you know. That's just my take on it yeah. now. So, but do, do you do condemn the way some of the... I'm not saying all of the oh, protests. No. So you do condemn the way they're behaving. Oh, yeah. They should, they, they should never... Uh, Burn the place. No. no. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, you can't I mean, be endangering people's right. lives. You know what I mean? I mean, no, no. Absolutely. Absolutely not. No, I mean, you couldn't condemn that. You couldn't condone say that, that, yeah. that was the right thing, you know, condone yeah. it, yeah. Yeah, sorry. But, you know, well, 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 hang on. Let me go to Tony as well. Tony, you're in Ireland's Classic. It's radio. How are you doing, Tony? Let me go to Tony as well. Tony, Tony turn off your radio. How are you, Tony? Uh, how are you now? Yeah, you're Tony. I'm now. Go ahead, Tony. Uh, Niall, to be quite honest with you, I think our country has gone to the dogs. Right. Oof. I think uh, it's unbelievable the change that has happened so fast in this country. Um, I visit Dublin. I used to visit Dublin up until about 12 or 18 months ago on a regular basis. Okay. And it was crazy there. Now I remember. What's crazy? Well, hang on, hang on. We now have to establish what you mean by crazy. What? When you say it was crazy there, what was crazy? Even before there was an influx of immigrants. Before that, mm. there was tents up in Dublin. There was ah. tents in Cork. I'm from Limerick myself. There was tents in Limerick, and there are tents in Limerick. There's a lot more tents now. Um, yeah. Um, if I can recall, about twelve or eighteen months ago. Whilst I was in Dublin, there was some guy in a, in a tent and he was bulldozed and he was he That's right, yeah. very serious injuries. Now, that was done on behalf of the state. That was the council. That's right, yeah. And the state mm. took part in that assault on those people. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't remember the exact details, but I do vaguely remember that story, yeah. 
Okay, but but leaving aside the leaving aside the tents, how has Dublin changed so much that you kind of don't like coming up here anymore? Sorry, no, I can't hear you. I said, how has Dublin changed? Uh, How much? Like, what is what has changed about Dublin? Yeah, it's changed in the sense, like as I said, I was there eighteen months ago on a regular basis, Um, and just by watching on social media and what's on the news and reading. And you can see the change there is totally. Now, I totally am against people coming into this country undocumented. I am totally against Again, all people coming in, but hang on, with respect, all people coming in undocumented. Everybody. Now, I can understand why people are flushing their passports down the toilet in the sense that they won't get the asylum. They won't. Uh, yeah, they have a better chance, yeah, or whatever, yeah. But, but there's guys coming in. I mean, they've been just left in villages, busloads of young men around the country. It's crazy. What What are they supposed to do with them? Send them all home again? Sorry, no. Yeah, what, what are they supposed to do with them, Tony? Send them all home again? Yeah, what are they supposed to do with them, Tony? Uh. Tony, can you turn off? See, the problem is, Tony, when you have your radio on the background, it's always going to be a problem. Sorry, Ross, you know, Ross, do you think Dublin, have you been in Dublin recently, Ross? Yeah, I have. uh, Not for pleasure now, just um, with work. I have been passed through it, and I I agree with Tony. It's it's, it's, it's a lot rougher than it was now. Well, it is, yeah. Not desirable at all for a capital city. But that's all to do with migrants, by the way. That's, That's nothing to do with immigrants. No, no, I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying it in general. But yeah, yeah, no, helping. yeah. I know, no. Yeah, yeah, sorry, Kathleen. What are you trying to say there? Yeah, yeah. What I was just trying to say, and then I'll give you a bit of peace, right? <laughs> what I'm trying to say okay. is when you go through an air, <laughs> when you go through an airport, right, you have immigration there. Do the immigration people not have any control? Well, they... Well, they, well, they don't, because if you, well, if you arrive at immigration in Dublin Airport and you have no passport and you're coming from a country outside of the EU, all you have to do is say you're seeking asylum. And that's it. There's nothing they can do. Uh, they can't put you on a plane and just send you home again. Right. Well, they can if they want. Well, they do in some countries. We just don't do it in this country. Okay. Now, you wouldn't, you wouldn't pull that stroke in, in JFK Airport or you wouldn't pull that stroke no, in, say, Sydney okay. Airport. Now you'd be sent back on no, the next plane. No, you certainly would not. <laughs> no, they'd pack you up and bag and baggage, you're gone. You're listening to Nighttime Talk with Niall Boylan. With Recruit.ie. Download our job search app today. Search for Recruit.ie in your smartphone app store. Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. Connor, you're in Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. How are you doing, Connor? Hey. How are you doing, Noel? Good. Uh, just a uh, good, good. Just a uh, quick point. Seems and it seems a trend of refugees coming here. It's yep. like Syrian, Afghanistani, foreign of Africa, kind of at the moment Sudan. Seems and uh, it seems to be all on the back of uh, U.S. Uh, militarism, basically, or I wouldn't, or maybe you can call it. Anglo-Saxon I wouldn't, militarism. I wouldn't agree with that, but, but go on. Anyway. Sorry? I wouldn't necessarily agree with that, but go on. Some of the people, yes. Okay. Okay. No, no, but uh, the fact now, I know we host or we have uh, uh, massive 
investment in uh, U.S. foreign direct investment. Basically, it, it, uh, that's a good side of uh, U.S. Unfortunately, though, we have to take the bad side of U.S. Though it's their, their it's their activities around the world. I mean, that's that's just reality of it. You so, know? so this, so this is the payoff, isn't it? Is, is this the payoff? Is that what you're saying? For what we get. So this is the benefits we get from the United States is the investment in Ireland uh, with all the big foreign and tech companies and everything else. But the downside is the damage they've done around the world. We're picking up the pieces is what you're saying to me. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, unfortunately... Connor, I don't necessarily agree with you because a lot of the countries people are coming from has nothing to do with the invasions by US or by, you know, wars by uh, started by US or oil sought by US. But I wouldn't say all of the countries. Some of them, yeah. Okay, but I mean, if you go to the countries, no, mm. Afghanistan, what happened there? Syria, what happened there? All the Horn of Africa, what happened there? Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. No, I know, don't, don't get me wrong. A lot of these places, I wouldn't like to live there myself. You know what I mean? But we can't, I suppose the argument is, Ireland is a small country, both you know geographically and economically. We're a small country. We can't take on the problems of the world. There are other countries better equipped to do that. Absolutely not. Absolutely. And, and I don't believe we should have that responsibility either, by the way. Well, unfortunately, I know, what was our corporate tax rate there? 26, or what's it there talking about? Our tax, our tax take last year, I think, was 64 billion. From, 64 billion, yeah, I think. Yeah, from from US foreign direct investment. But I mean, mm. yeah, unfortunately, I have to take the... Take the go with the bad. Well, I, well, I mean, that's it. That's just reality. Okay. Well, what what do you what do you say to people who are protesting? You know, who are saying, you know, we've had enough. You know, we can't take any more. What do you say to those people? Sorry. Sorry. What what do you say to the people who are out protesting who say we can't take any more? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a real difficult situation now. I mean, like, you know, if we do refuse uh, to coincide with, with the European Union, hence U.S. policy, I mean, and where does that leave us? Will, will, like, will Google start, start pulling out? Will, will all these jobs keep on... Uh, uh, I don't. I don't think the. I don't think the tech companies like Google and YouTube and all the big tech companies that are here in Ireland, PayPal and all the rest of them, Twitter. I don't think they're going to turn around and say, "Oh well, if you don't let refugees in the country, we're going to pull out." That's nonsense. Oh no, but no, no, but not as extreme as that. But I mean, we do have to roll in with with. We do, yeah, but we we've done. Do you not think, Connor, that people are maybe right that we've done our bit? That there's, you know, per head of population, we've probably taken in more refugees, both Ukrainian and uh, people seeking international protection, than any other country. Per head of population. Well, I, I know, but, but unfortunately, I, I, I don't know, due to, due to our size, due, due to that, like, you know, are we full? Are we full? But I mean, I, well, where, do you, where do you? Well, of course we are. When you've got four hundred people in the last week who were handed tents by immigration, the Department of Immigration handed tents and said, "Here's twenty quid meal voucher and a tent." Off you go now. So of course we're full. I know, I know, I know. but uh, oh, yeah, 
But, well, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. When they say we're full, we could withhold a population of about 10 million people in this country if we did it right and we had clever politicians. But we don't have clever politicians and we have a housing crisis for the last 10 years. I know, I know. Oh, just just uh, one last point. Actually, you know, I yeah. heard I heard callers saying that there's no issues out in Dalky, whatever. I mean, I uh, my uh, I was I was at the Young Scientist competition there there a couple of months ago. I mean, the RDS is huge, and all of that area. God, there's plenty of space out around there. You know, no, there, there, are, there absolutely is, Connor, but I can guarantee you they're not going to be housing refugees out near the RDS. That's not just not going to happen. Wouldn't wash well with the locals. Let me go to James. James, you're in Ireland's Classic It's Radio. How you doing, James? How's it going, mate? How you doing, James? What do you want to say? It's great to come with you. Where was that, that last lad there? I, think he was, I don't think he was talking much sense, to be honest with you. No, no. I don't think it was anything to do with US foreign investment, but go on. No, he doesn't have a clue what's going on. Even with all them big um, tech companies now, they'll be gone in a few years anyway because it'll be all AI doing their job, so he's talking no sense there at all, right? Yeah. If you want to debate something there anyway about the, the thing there, or you want to ask me a question? Oh, yeah, sorry. I, well, I suppose what I was asking was politicians are saying what's happening in Ireland is what the Irish did many years ago in America, which is heading off, you know, and for better life. They can't, even, they can't even be said in the same sentence to what the Irish done years ago in America, right? We all went there with nothing on our backs. We went there by the to build and to build stuff for everything, right? We didn't go there to jump on their backs and live off them and do things the easy way. Like, we done it the hard way years ago, so there's no comparison there at all, in my opinion, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, there isn't a comparison, no. It's a different it's situation. Different and by the way, can I point out, now I know there wasn't there wasn't really a social welfare system in those days, probably most countries, but, but the Irish people didn't go there expecting everything to be given to them for free. They weren't, they weren't, the Irish weren't looking on Facebook back then saying, get to Ireland, get to America. No, no, they weren't. But anyway, do you want to, do you want to talk, do you want to ask me a couple of sensible questions about what you want? Well, well, I mean, whatever, I'm asking you sensible questions. Well, do you condemn the behaviour of Irish people in Pierce Street, for example, who set fire to the tents? To be honest with you. Have you watched all the videos, mate? Have you no, I'm, well, hang on. I'm not asking. I've asked you a simple question. Do you yeah, condemn them burning the, the tents? Sorry, right? No, don't. No, no, answer that question, James. Do you condemn them burning the tents? Was there anybody in the tents when they burned uh, them? Uh, hold on a second. No, 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 no. That's not what I asked you. Do you condemn like, them burning the tents? It's an act of violence. I don't condone violence. I don't condone violence. Well, then condemn it. Well, then condemn it. Well, then just condemn it, so. You know what I condemn? I condemn Irish people being dragged out of their homes by bailiffs because they fell behind their mortgage because they're trying their best and they're being screwed by the Irish government. That's what I don't agree with. I don't okay, okay, well, now, hang on. You're, now, now you're, James, you've now entered into whataboutery. So, don't, James, Sorry? don't do that. You've gone into whataboutery now. What about this? What about... I'm asking you a simple question. The protesters that were out on Pierce Street the other night and set fire to the tents, condemn them. You know I... I, I condone violence, but what them that lads done that night, I don't think that was wrong. That's you you don't opinion, think it was wrong for them to set out fire to the possessions and the tents belong to people who are homeless? The next day of the great job they done of cleaning up the area. I don't, I don't, I don't care about the great job that they cleaned up the area. That was lovely. That was nice of them to clean up the mess, wasn't it? Yeah, so you won't, hang on, you won't condemn the actions of people who decided to burn the belongings of homeless people. 
Niall, are you from that area? Am I from that area? No, we're not. I don't care where you're from. You don't have to be from the area to condemn it. But by the way, James, I don't condemn the right to protest. Of course they have a right to protest. They absolutely have a right to protest. But I don't I don't condone them burning down the tents. All right. We'll move. About the tents, the tents, they shouldn't have burned down the tents. They should uh, right, glad. I'm glad we agree. I'm glad we have a bit of common ground now. All right. No, can we move on to the real point of the issue and never mind the tents? Because everyone is on about it. We're all working class people. No, the working class person in Ireland now is the poor person, man. Do you know what I mean? The Irish person is the, is, the, is the worst off person at the moment, man. We're trying our best. We're working five days a week, putting hard shifts in by doing hard labour with good jobs, Niall. These are good jobs, man. And we can't afford, Jack. Do you know, I have a friend of mine. He's a great job. His, his partner is a nurse. They can't get a mortgage mm-hmm. of, enough to buy a house, and they're over they're over the limit then to get to buy the house, the house, the scheme, and all these things. Like, what are they supposed to do? Where are they supposed to go? No, I know. I know. Look, I mean, it's not easy. I know. People in emergency accommodation, Listen to me. Is there any? Is there any illegal immigrant men, military-aged men, living by schools up where Leo's living or where Mihal is living? Mihal was voted in the last time on the six count in his own area. The six. No, that was Leo. Leo. Leo on the six counts. Yeah. 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 I know, I know, I know. I understand. Well, all will be revealed in the next election. Leo might not even get voted in this time. You never know. And that's up to people if they want to democratically decide who the next government is going to be. Although I predicted it already. It's going to be Finn again and Sinn Fein. Anyway, thank you, James. And uh, James is right, by the way. You know, it is unfair that, you know, people are working hard and have very little money left in their pockets after all the taxes and everything they pay or they find it difficult to get their own home. That's really unfair and it's wrong, you know. And there is money, a lot of money being spent. Now, the EU do give the Irish government money when it comes to uh, immigration and housing uh, refugees and all that kind of stuff. They do get money from the EU. But in saying that, not enough to cover it. So there's billions being spent. Billions uh, of your taxpayers' money over the last God knows many years housing people. But I suppose the argument is, you know, people become citizens of Ireland and start to work, they start paying taxes. We may not get it back in this generation, but maybe their children will start working and paying taxes. And as I said before, Ireland can easily accommodate a population of probably 10 million people. That's the truth. But we've got to do it right. And we've got to do it with clever politicians. Which is something we just don't possess in this country at the moment. Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show.